Welcome back to Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields, Kyle Malin from MERS News here, filling in for Michael Patrick with Tony Cuthbert. On the other side of the glass, uh, I don't know about you, but I will be watching Michigan State basketball this weekend as uh, the number 12 Spartans take on the Alabama Crimson Tide in the Phil Knight Invitational. And to kick that subject around, with us is the publisher of SpartanMag.com. He is Jim Comperoni. Hi, Jim. How you doing? Kyle, it's great to be with you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. You're not in Oregon to watch this uh, showdown? Nope. Staying in, uh, staying in town to cover the football game in East Lansing. I'm sorry, going to State College, Pennsylvania this weekend, leaving on, on okay. Friday. You know, when making those decisions a month or so ago, um, we figured that the football game would be more important. So uh, not sure that turns out to be the case, but uh, you know, it's still football season. And there's still a lot riding on that last football game, so I'll be going to Penn State. Well, let's talk about that first, then, because if they win, they get six wins and they'll they'll make a bowl. But my understanding is they they could make a bowl anyway with five. Yeah, five and seven. Uh, the NCAA has uh, something like 41 bowl games, so you know they need 82 teams or whatever to fill those slots, and they may not have enough teams with six wins to fill those slots. So if they have a shortage. There is a small handful of teams with a five and seven record that can get into those bowl games. Um, Nebraska a few years ago went to a bowl game with a five and seven record. It's not the most glorious distinction, but teams will take it if they get that chance. And uh, the in order to get in as a five and seven team, you you have to have uh, that's decided by graduation rate. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a number of five and seven teams that are available, but. Uh, the top graduation rates in recent years get uh, a shot to go in there. Michigan State's pretty strong in that that category, so five and seven could get Michigan State into a bowl game. Um, it won't be a very uh, you know high ranking bowl game, but Michigan State would be able to get those important bowl practices in December, which uh, gives you a chance to also host recruits for some of those practices. So. Michigan State would take it if they get a chance. Yeah, I was going to ask if they would take it. Well, <laughs> what kind of odds do you give them against Penn State this weekend? I think Penn State's a 16- or 17-point favorite. Uh, Penn State's improved a lot here in the last three or four weeks. They struggled against Michigan. Michigan's playing really good football right now. Uh, Penn State really struggled defensively against the run. Michigan had over 400 yards rushing that game, which is a ton. Uh, Penn State looked – they had problems with with basic gap control in that game, but they've improved in that area. They shut out a pretty good Maryland team two weeks ago in the game. Ohio State all kinds of trouble last weekend. Mm-hmm. They beat Maryland thirty to nothing. Penn State's improved the last part of the season. It could be very difficult for Michigan State to go there and win. I do think Michigan State will go there and compete favorably as they've done against most opponents this this year. Um, but beating Penn State there on Senior Day is going to be very difficult. Matt Ishbia revealed last night that he put fourteen million dollars toward Mel Tucker's ninety five million dollar contract. Is that surprising? Yeah, I, I heard about that uh, on that HBO special. I'm still gathering information on that. Uh, you know, the the, the common um, information that most people thought was true was that he and St. Andre uh, paid a lot more of that contract yeah. than that. I, I thought they did, too. Done, I don't think anyone has done a Freedom of Information Act on that contract yet. I, I, I'm not sure I've seen that. So... Um, that is news, and that is surprising. I thought it was more than that. So I, I'm just as you were talking to me just now, I'm trying to find out, piece together 
where the rest of that money is uh, came from. Hmm. Well, we'll see if uh, somebody's got to figure this out here anyway. But we'd like to know where all that comes from because right now, I mean, that $95 million contract, you would expect a better than a 5-7 and seven record. What happened to the state team, in your opinion? You know, I thought in terms of the roster strength, I thought they had a chance to maybe go eight and four this year. You know, last year they went eleven and two, and that that uh, resulted in the mammoth contract. Even when they went eleven and two, I thought that last year's roster was kind of an eight and four roster, if you will. They kind of overachieved, and this year I thought the roster was taking a step backward without Kenneth Walker. So I thought seven and five was possible. Instead, they're looking like they're going to go five and seven. Injuries had a lot to do with that and uh, really derailed the team midway through the season, losing to Minnesota and Maryland, a couple of teams I think that they would have beaten if they would have played maybe two weeks ago when Michigan State was playing reasonably well against Illinois and Rutgers. So injuries had a lot to do with it. You know, this year on defense, Michigan State, for the 11 starting spots on defense, Michigan State has started 26 different players at those 11 positions. Uh, injuries have, have had a lot to do with that, and last week losing that game to Indiana um, really set things off the rails. Otherwise, they would be six and five and looking a little bit more respectable. But I'm not shocked. But they have had some misfortunes. Uh, some so some are thinking that next year's roster will be even weaker. Do you think that's that's the case as well? You know, I've not really stacked it all up to look what it's what it's exactly going to look like. I think Peyton Thorne, the quarterback, has played well here at the end of the season. That bodes well for next year. The offensive line has played well at the end of the season. That bodes well for next year. And all five current starters have the opportunity to come back next year. Uh, the, the starting tailback, Jalen Berger, has improved at the end of the season. He was still uh, an inexperienced player pretty much for this year, uh, transferring in from Wisconsin. So those areas of the skill positions should be pretty strong. You know, Keon Coleman will be back. Uh, Trey Mosley will be back. They will have to replace Jaden Reed. Mm-hmm. But on defense, that's the area that's been so wildly inconsistent, or maybe consistently porous, if you will. <laughs> they uh, That area needs to, to improve if Michigan State's going to uh, try to have a chance to win more than seven next year. But I think they'll have a chance. You know, uh, I, I thought it was the pass defense that was the problem after watching that Washington game. Well, that wasn't the problem against Indiana. They couldn't pass the ball at all. All they did was run, and they ran right down us. That was shocking because Indiana and Rutgers were two of the worst rushing offenses in the Big Ten prior to playing Michigan State, and they both came into Michigan State and rushed for more than 200 yards, which is a really big figure. You know, Mel Tucker revealed this week that because of the attrition and the injuries on defense for the last three weeks, they have not been able to hit with any kind of contact in practice. And that's the case again this week. Four weeks of practice without hitting one another, which is um, something you need to do to sharpen your run defense. And he feels like that has had a problem. That has had an effect. Well, it's got to have an impact. Hey, Jim, if you can hang on just for a second, we'll be back after the break. I want to talk about basketball. Back with Jim Comperoni, the publisher of SpartanMag.com. All right, let's talk about uh, more pleasant subjects. This basketball team is really pretty good it's been a surprise three and one upset kentucky last week in indianapolis played really well against gonzaga out in san diego a week before that and last friday um held on to beat a pesky villanova team to go uh, to go three to one they went three and one with the record michigan state goes from being unranked to number 12 in the associated poll this week so 
Michigan State basketball has been a surprise thus far, and they will play Thanksgiving night at 10.30 p.m. against Alabama. I know after eating all that turkey, you'll still be awake at 10.30, Kyle. (laughs) I want to watch a little of that. Why We only got a couple minutes here in this segment, but why are they been as good as they have been? You know, individual improvement. Individuals across the board have really developed. Joey Hauser, who, you know, struggled for a couple years at Michigan State, considered not coming back to play this year. But he played really well at the end of last season, scored 26 points against Davidson in the NCAA tournament, fell in love with basketball again, whereas he struggled with basketball prior to that. He's a guy that during the COVID lockdown really, you know, struggled with depression a little bit and was not enjoying basketball. He was away from his twin for the first time in his life, who's an excellent basketball player in the professional ranks. And um, things didn't go well for him the last two seasons. But at the end of last season, played well, decided to come back, and he's been shooting extremely well, averaging 14 points per game, 50% from three-point range. So Hauser has improved. Tyson Walker has improved. Malik Hall has improved if he's still healthy. Uh, We'll see what he looks like uh, Thursday. A.J. Hogard has uh, play, been playing really well. So individual improvement and team defense at Michigan State's a surprise thus far. The team isn't very deep, though. That's uh, that's one concern here. That bench is pretty short. Sure, and Jaden Akins, really high-flying athlete from Farmington, sophomore. He was one of their best players during the summer, sustained a stress reaction injury in September, surgically repaired four or five weeks out, came back, tweaked it again Friday against Villanova. Now he's questionable for this weekend. So one or two injuries, and it could uh, could really hurt their, their, their situation. They are thin. All right. Well, we're going to be watching that game. We appreciate the update. Jim Comperoni, the publisher of SpartanMag.com. You're listening to Michigan's Big Show starring Michael Patrick Shields, presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan.